0: Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall, and I'm Alex Howard, and this is the Yoga Life podcast. Hi, welcome to episode four of the Yoga Life podcast. I'm Dawn Kendall. I'm Alex Howard, and this week we're moving on to Brahmacharya, the fourth of the yammers. Before we give, delve into that today, let's have a brief talk about how we have put our asteya into practice since last week
1: oh yeah but dawny how are you i'm all right how are you i'm okay
0: good okay birthday weekend
1: yep birthday weekend indeed um but feeling good on a monday ready to go good
0: nice which is nice yeah um so stealing have you got one i've got an instance where i was very conscious of not stealing so I was just picking something up and I, an item of furniture I'd bought off of um, Facebook marketplace. And I knew that the person, it was like a house clearance. So I knew that they were going to the place specifically to meet me there at a time. Um, and I was just very conscious. And I, I you know, I, my husband was dilly dallying and I don't, he was, I hadn't then made him aware that these people meeting us there, it wasn't where they lived. So they were going out of their way. And, yeah, it just kind sort of like cropped up in my head at that moment, the whole non-stealing and wasting people's time and, and how I was very conscious that I didn't want to be late because I knew they'd gone out of their way to be there to meet me. Um, and trying to, yeah, I didn't actually say it to him, but I probably should have said, explained to him, well, this is why I'm trying to get there on time because I don't want to waste their time and steal their time and patience and it could be a real pain when people try and buy things off the internet from you and they don't show up. I know what it's like the other side. So yeah, that was Absolutely. my, uh, my episode. Love it. Um, how about you? so mine was kind of weird as well. Also
1: kind of the awareness of not stealing someone's mood experience fun, how yeah. you want to look at it. So we had, um, Mossy's girls this weekend and the three of us, me, And the two girls went for a walk in the morning Mm -hmm. on Saturday and we were out in the woods. We were having a great time, but um, his youngest, who's eight, started picking up little things off the floor of the woods, like pine cones, found a feather, uh, a random branch, all sorts of things. um, And she kept just putting them in her pockets and was keeping them. Fine by me. Uh, I didn't have to carry it uh and then she asked if she could make a potion oh what did she say she said can I make an evil potion when I get home to delay I said what kind of potion and um what makes it evil what's it going to do and then she decided she's going to make a good potion anyway I was whilst she was explaining this I was busy thinking oh god if she wants to make a potion it's just a big old mess you know she's going to want to like what we're we going to use to put it in that like, Oh, just sort of thinking things through. It's going to be rubbish. All she's going to have is water and sticks <laughs> just generally. It's going to be so disappointing. And my re- instant reaction was to say no. Right. And I'm like, we've got no plans this afternoon. Why can't she make a potion? So, yeah. and then I started thinking about all the things we did have and someone wonderful gifted me some tipsy jar cocktails um, so I had two jars sat in the, uh, ideal sat in the kitchen, for potions. ideal for potions and all this kind of thing. So I was just like, yeah, you can make a evil potion, good potion, whatever she settled on when we get back. Anyway, so we got back and I just embraced the whole thing it was like gave her eggs and rotten, uh, like brown bananas. And I gave her all the spoons and the spatulas <laughs> and scissors and everything she needed to make this disgusting disgusting looking potion which is still sat on the windowsill it looks disgusting it's all curdled (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, but it would have been so easy to steal that whole experience from her by just going no
0: probably steal her little dream and a little bit of happiness yeah exactly and I'm like for the sake
1: of what an easy life and not having to clear up afterwards but actually it kept her entertained for about an hour and all I had to do was whiz the hoover around
0: yeah, and that's not too bad. And you'd probably have to do that anyway. Exactly. And how long have you now got to keep the potion? <laughs> well, that is going in the bin today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, pretending it went mouldy, had to
1: go. I, I don't think there was any pretense that um, we were going to keep
0: it. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. good. Managing yeah. the expectations there. <laughs> yeah, there was a
1: small threat that we would feed it to Leela, pretending it was milkshake. But other than that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Keep it. It's a punishment. If anyone misbehaves, they have to drink the potion.
1: That's like, <laughs> friends, drink the fat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh. Um, that's a right. good idea. So we're moving into the fourth yama, Brahmacharya. Pro- I can't say it.
1: Brahmacharya.
0: Brahmacharya. Yes. So, I've done a little bit of reading about this. This goes a bit further than I've ever really looked in depth myself. Um, I've always looked at the first three, particularly the first one, Ahimsa. So I've only touched upon this in my learning and reading. So it should be really interesting to delve a bit deeper. And I, uh, the things that I've read, it seems very mixed and very, there's lot it seems a lot of different uh, meanings, which is, yeah. There's a lot of different meanings and there's like more instant meanings and then there's deeper meanings. So let's see what you make of it, Alex. What does it mean?
1: Can I ask you what was the the one that you came across first? Because how it was when I first learned about it, it was something very, this is it. And then it took a lot more study for me to realise that there was a lot more to it. So I just wonder what was the first one you came up, uh, came to?
0: Well, the first one, so in my yoga textbook, it says non-sexuality, then it comes up as celibacy and chastity. But then I started to look further and it was walking in God's consciousness, I know, deep. Um, but then it went further to say the right use of energy uh, mastering our energy and conserving our energy um, and staying in contu- conduct with one's soul. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot out there, and like, I, uh, yeah, the, the chastity and celibacy. I would assume that was the historic, some of the historic yes. things when people were trying to reach enlightenment. So yeah, when I first learned about it in my 200 hour, it was
1: very much the celibacy, the chastity, the restraint, etc., etc., etc. If, and that's kind of what it was. Uh, but traditionally, this was. Um, kind of suggested for people who were really like the buddhist monks and so on and so forth yeah. and it is that complete uh conservation of energy so the idea the concept behind it is i wonder how many people have stopped listening
0: because <laughs> we yeah, we're going
1: to so tell them to be celibate <laughs> guys the fourth uh yama is no sex you can log off here if you don't agree a <laughs> joke please don't leave um yeah so it was a. Uh, it was, you conserve your sexual energy to um, direct that energy into your path to enlightenment. So that was kind of where it came from. Well, it is where it came from. And that's that's what a lot of people who really want to uh, reach enlightenment, to really m- make this whole path their life, they do completely cut out sex and become completely celibate. Not for all of us. We're not telling you argue. to become nuns or monks. No, absolutely not. Unless you want to... You know, if you're um, going through a dry spell, you can always say you're practicing your Brahmacharya. (laughs) Yeah, great excuse. (laughs) Why not? You know, I'm working on my enlightenment right now. So if you need an excuse to get rid of someone on a a dating app, there you go. Perfect. You're (laughs) welcome. (laughs) Uh, So and then we have so... The word brahmacharya translates to behavior, which leads to the brahman. Brahman is thinking like um, the creator, the holy one, God, whatever you want to call it. We also have the one that Dorney said, which is the right use of energy, which is kind of the one that I've always lent on, dive deeper in, because that can be incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's... I suppose this is what we're taking from all of this anyway. It's which bits speak to us um, and how we interpret it is probably more important in modern day life than how it may have originally come about. There's the deeper meanings of what it came about, but we're talking about yeah, what, what that can be like for us these days.
1: To be honest, um, I did this by accident, didn't I Dawn? Well, for a couple yeah. of years. <laughs> On yeah. purpose. I didn't know you were gonna put that live on air, but hey. I don't care. Yeah. Um. It's. I didn't do it on purpose, did I? It wasn't. Uh. I did this for my yoga practice. It was a. I need to not focus on men for a
0: while. Yeah, but you did it for your mental well-being, and I suppose that is exactly the same reasons why you would do it to reach enlightenment. It's taking some aspect out out of your life, some aspect that could cause drama distraction stress stress etc yeah yeah and it
1: suddenly dawned on me how much I love saying dawned on me when
0: I'm talking to you I do, I do, I'm <laughs> exactly the same thing I love it it's so dawned on me yeah.
1: uh it dawned on me that this was prior to it I think that that male um Relationships. No, well, that's the wrong phrase. What am I looking for? That any kind of relationship, starting one, just chatting, uh, being in one, any kind of relationship with the opposite te- sex takes time and effort. And I would argue that in some kind of capacity, probably since high school, there had been an element of boy drama, mm-hmm. drama, attention, effort in my life. And it kind of reached a crescendo. Uh, I had had enough. <laughs> yeah. And just, it wasn't a whole I'm swearing off men thing. It was just a, what was it, in an accidental six months? I think it was around an accidental six months, no sex. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go the year. And then I realized how much I had achieved in having that time away from that kind of distraction in my life. Freeing um, up that mental space Absolutely, there was no drama There was no being tied to anything There was no worrying about this, that, the other Does he like me, does he not like me There was no time spent taken up by dating Or consistently seeing someone Or it was just freeing I didn't have to talk about boys even Like I'd meet my friends and it would be like I just didn't need to talk The only subject was, have you had sex yet?
0: Nope <laughs> <laughs> just- <laughs> And then did other aspects of your life flourish as a result? Absolutely. I started, started my business, didn't I? Yeah, true.
1: Yeah. So I went yeah. full on self-employed. I went to Nepal. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was in that time. Yeah. I think that was the, it, the, it was when I got back from Nepal, I decided I was going to go the year. Um, and then, yeah, so I, and then I started my business. By the end of the year, things were thriving weren't they and then I was like you know what I'm getting so much done I'm creating so much and I'm really really focused and loving it and I'm so happy I'm so happy within myself I didn't feel like I was I just was doing constant self-work and it was all by accident I didn't really even think about the fact that this was a anything to do with yoga and so I did the second year and again it was great and um what was I at the end of that second year I was also in therapy wasn't I Mm. and then it was by that point, I was like, you know what? I'm good now. I feel like I'd done the healing that I needed to do. I'd created what I wanted to create. And I'd also made the space in my life to potentially have a relationship.
0: Yeah. And I, I felt during that time as well, that your friendships blossomed and grew as well. Agreed. The time and energy that you could devote to them. Um, you kind of, from the outside, it looked like you were just picking up on the things that you loved in life and hadn't always given as much energy to. And then you could, and yeah, yeah, healed yourself, made yourself ready for the right person to come in. Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. So I am not recommending that everyone goes two years, (laughs) one year even without having sex. It's just that this really, really, really became an obvious thing in my life, a thing that I needed in my life by accident. Not because of yoga by accident, but it means that brahmacharya for me is a really powerful thing, I think. And I'm not talking necessarily just about celibacy or chastity, because for those of you who are single, you know, date, do what you need to do. Get laid. I'm perfectly, I'm all for it. Then there's lots of us who will also be in relationships or married. And you're not suddenly going to be like, sorry, husband no sex for you, perhaps in my <laughs> brahmachaya. We might have a problem.
0: No, um, but there is, I suppose there's instances where it can be useful to take that off the table. I think if a couple is... Let's hope Neil isn't watching, listening to this. Yeah, no. <laughs> if a couple's maybe, I don't know, something's lacking, something's missing or things aren't just going right, sometimes there's that that pressure that I need to do this because we're married, we've got, we've got to. It'll be weird if we don't. But actually sometimes laying down the thing and saying right no we're a month month off it, it can give you that headspace to you know bring yourself back around and and just get excited for it again do you know I've never I mean? thought of that no I've um, not experienced that. I'm not this. saying this is something we've practiced but it's you know it's a, a way of thinking of it is if if you are in a bit of a rut and you know you when you've been together for a long time you, you can be like that can't it and it you never want it to feel like a chore and that you're doing it just for the other person, just to tick a box. So sometimes, you know, having that conversation together and just saying, right, let's take this off the table for a set amount of time for us both to just, just think about ourselves for a little bit and then, then bring it back, you know, and not be constantly thinking about how we need to please the other person or are we ticking a a box because we think that society says we need to have sex three times a week or whatever you
1: know interesting you know. and i suppose that is kind of tying back to ahimsa isn't it because do we beat ourselves up if we're not oh my gosh i've not had sex with my husband mm. or p- boyfriend or whatever for uh three four five six seven days weeks months whatever it happens to be and then are we beating ourselves up about it or actually it just requires a conversation
0: you're like yeah i need this space right now you know. hear of couples that have dry spells for many months um And I do wonder, do they then feel, constantly then feel this underlying pressure? Whereas if they said, oh, we're having a dry spell anyway, let's draw a line there and say, we are definitely having this month off. And then we can talk about how we get our sex life back next month. So, you
1: know. I mean, neither of us have experienced this, but it seems in conjecture. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> I never thought I'd be telling people to have a month off but hey you know who knows it might just be a week
1: who knows but if it's if it's a case of coming from kindness mm-hmm. it's definitely something to be considered uh if you're listening to this and it resonates with you or it's something you've done experienced please do get in touch because yeah. like Dawnie and I have said this isn't something either of us have experienced but obviously this conversation has just led us to perhaps think that that could work
0: mm. Yeah, let us know if that has worked or if you would like to give it a try.
1: Oh, yes. And if you do give it a try, also let us know. Yeah. Um, I can learn from that experience and say that when I take sex off the table, it allows me to put my energy into other things and other things that I want to put my energy into. And so this what le- this is what leads to the right use of energy. Right, we're no, gonna, no longer going to talk about it in a no sex capacity, Yeah. yeah? yeah Yeah. so it's we're now
0: going to look at it from like an energy perspective and the right use of energy so what do we mean by energy firstly what does that mean of you know Uh, so energy it's energy obviously calories in calories out
1: all that it is energy is our food that we eat um but there is also energy everywhere um in like chinese medicine it's called chi um in uh yoga it's called prana. um so it's it's got loads and loads of different names but it's essentially well it is it's it's really hard to explain yeah (laughs) um so in the capacity we're talking about it's the energy that we put into things so if we are So it all kind of ties into how we're treating our body. If we're treating our body well, if we eat well, if we are sleeping the right amount, if we're hydrated, uh, if we're keeping physically fit um, and looking after ourselves, then the odds are that the energy we put out there will be instantly on a higher level than if we're uh, malnourished in any way. So eating rubbish food is a form of malnourishment. Um, If we're dehydrated, Hungover, constantly a bit drunk. <laughs> um, uh, if we're not exercising, if we're not tr- not sleeping enough, if we're not treating our bodies well, the energy we put out there is going
0: to mirror that. So, d- does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, creating the energy within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yes. So, it all stems from how we treat ourselves because essentially, what we put in will come out. Um, so, we then. Uh, look at how our energy is expressed through our mood, our actions, and so on and so forth. Uh, what we say, everything, our energy is expelled. So we'd like to think, Dawny and I, that the energy that we put across in this podcast is positive, is fun, we sound awake, we sound excited and keen to be here. We're not like... Hi, Dawnie. How's it going? it really pointless. Today, we have to talk about Brahmacharya. And it's just, that's a very incredibly low energy. Mm. (laughs) Um, Whereas Dawnie and I are just talking as we would normally talk. And because we're passionate about this, because we're interested in it, it's incredibly easy for us to both sound and portray the energy that we're feeling. Yes? Yeah, yeah perfect um whereas if we had both had way too much to drink this this weekend (laughs) had no sleep we might find that we know we need to put this energy across we need to be positive but it might be with a little bit more
0: effort it wouldn't be real
1: no we might have to fake it a little bit which i think always comes across eventually um so essentially when we're talking about the right use of energy it's where are you putting your energy what are you putting your energy into um and how is that then um what repercussions is that having on your life
0: okay and then so with the celibacy chastity idea obviously I then read about energy conservation so do we then look at where we are then not putting all our energies like holding ourselves back we're not holding back you know what i mean um we're not putting our energy wasting into our energy yes yeah so
1: arguably this is where we talked about we said we weren't going to talk about this in a chastity way but we yeah. will um so the idea is that um having sex obviously takes up energy the thought about the thoughts about it the um the distracted feels around it the i can't get it out of my head feel the wound up sensations all of this kind of stuff is an energy and that energy could be used somewhere else
0: we could flip it from sex to
1: chocolate
0: yeah. i mean yeah. again, distracting spend too much time thinking about it, it so it's all of our energy's
1: gone into chocolate yeah or sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so whatever floats your boat. If you like both, whew, yeah. really, really look at your energy. So I, the use of energy is used up uh, through searching for chocolate or sex, or whatever it is, um, and everything that goes along with it. It's not just that looking for it. It's the thoughts as well. It's the physical, emotional feelings, everything. So that energy, when looking for chocolate sex um could be deemed a waste and could be used for something better okay yeah yeah so it's noticing a how we're wasting our energy mm-hmm. and b where we want to focus it
0: and it could be just thinking about any anything so i i, I suppose it's just thinking about like or daydreaming about about desires when actually maybe we could be focusing that energy on doing something useful instead or thinking about something useful instead
1: absolutely so I'm all for you know me I'm all for the manifesting and believing in uh believing that you can create something of your life your goals your ambitions etc however as much as you want to be focused on that you can't spend your whole time manifesting it and meditating on it because you actually have to take action and apply that energy towards in a forward motion rather than just I'm just going to sit here and think about it and then I'm sure it'll land in my lap
0: yeah we've got to actually do it and uh, there's a difference between manifesting and daydreaming because you could be daydreaming about winning the lottery and what what would you do if you had all that money but (laughs) That's not going to make you get there, even thinking about it, whereas... no, you've got to go buy a ticket. Yeah, whereas <laughs> manifesting, you're thinking about something that could be real if you put the effort in.
1: Yeah, you're thinking about that money, uh, absolutely, but you're not set on the goal of it's going to yeah. come from the lottery. Um, and then you you then take the action. So let's, for instance, um, think about common... Uh, okay energy wasters it is that um search for bad food yeah uh all we focus on for instance oh we always end up coming back to weight loss um Mm -hmm. or a healthier diet uh we talk about the fact that your energy will be higher if you have a more health uh, a more healthy lifestyle which it will so if but if you get completely hung up on this and you've set yourself these impossible goals and all you do is your head is filled with all the foods that you want to eat instead of the foods you feel you should eat, then you're just going to be wasting your time and energy on thinking about that food rather than actually just getting on and maybe, you know, doing some exercise yeah. or working on some other part of your life.
0: I I also read about this slightly that so rather than being like pleasantly surprised or delighted by say someone giving you like a homemade cookie or cake or something, we dull this by seeking out that taste constantly. So by constantly thinking about all these things, it's like we're losing that element of surprise joy that these things can bring. So if we're having things to excess, yeah. Wow. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I then read that, yeah, we spend our energy seeking pleasure. We lose our ability for spontaneous joy. If we, I'm bad. So food wise, like I'm quite bad. Like I love food and cakes and biscuits, but so I'll go and buy them and then you end up having the most days. So then actually if someone gives me something nice and homemade, it's lovely, but I probably don't enjoy it as much as if I had abstained from, buying rubbish alternatives and just waiting mm. for the good one
1: i like that that's yeah. nice yeah so it's just looking at those things in excess you know, and yeah. it? want to avoid it
0: oh which kind of touches on next week oh okay nice
1: um i think well, i should um, definitely stop
0: buying cookies and just let people make them for me
1: you just have to put it out of there to you first not yeah. you tell everyone that you want cookies
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> i did have a yummy lemon posset pie thing this weekend that was made and given to me so that that was delicious so yeah yum.
1: um I had big time brownies oh yum I know right <laughs>
0: birthday brownies
1: exactly but
0: that's uh, a good excuse to have them as well it's not like you're just having them every day and no. du- dulling that Im- emotion with them and that excitement of
1: Mm, absolutely well I'm done I'm done you know it was a it was a weekend of excess there was brownies there were blondies that were made for me as well Uh, I got bought pick-a-mix we had cocktails it's just indulge 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 and last night I was like I am done I just want to eat vegetables I want to drink water and I just want to get back to some semblance of normality rather than eating crisps for lunch
0: and have some energy
1: back and have some energy back, and I was just feeling it like uh, Mossy said last night. Do you want to go for a run? And he's like, "Oh God, yes, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to feel like I need to clean out my body." Um, but yeah, so excess will instantly drag that mood down. Um, I think in anything, actually,
0: yeah, that, it's yeah, controlling those excesses. Like if we have something in excess, it doesn't become a treat anymore or or a pleasure. It, you know, even things like. We always go back to social media. But if you have that in excess, it's not its not the same. It doesn't have the same impact. Or read the news all day. If you're constantly updating the news and reading it, it's just...
1: you dull. You just get dragged, dragged down. Things.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think that there are so many things that we waste our energy on. And I think something that we have to seriously consider when we look at our brahmacharya is focusing
0: on what we can control okay because our conscious rather than unconscious decisions yeah to a certain extent but it's also the if
1: we are worrying about things so for instance someone who reads the news all the time um could spend their days my mother could spend their days uh worrying about stuff that just they, they can't or not going yeah. to do anything about however it would be very very different if you saw something on the news it was a crisis you got involved and you actually really played a part in helping people and solving that crisis
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah whereas yeah. most people watch the news and either just that's it they've watched the news whatever they're updated or it would be incredibly easy to then get dragged into a spiral of worry um i know the at the beginning of all the covid stuff i know quite a few people were just like i have to switch off the news because it it became all consuming and it was all anyone could think about and you are just worrying about things that you cannot control you know the rules adhere to the rules that is within your control
0: nothing else is i mean i knew people that had the tv on like the news all day to stay abreast of it and i was just it just it just felt too huge and it then takes away, what, what else could you do with that time instead? Let's just update yourself. I limited it to a little check in the morning and a little check in the evening to see what was going on. But other than that, it's like, let's actually let look at the, the plus. I've got some time off work. Let's go and enjoy the sunshine. Um, and like I said before, like that spontaneous joy, like we would then lose the ability for that because we're too busy doing other things. That when others, when spontaneity crops up we, we lose it we don't we miss it because we're
1: too busy focusing on yeah. stuff that just yeah. doesn't matter um yeah absolutely and so it's just noticing where where are you wasting energy worrying or obsessing or complaining about things that are completely and utterly out of your control mm-hmm. so you can spend all your time worrying about politics etc cetera, etc cetera, but unless you're actually going to actively do something what's the point in worrying so yeah. it's it's deciding how much energy you're going to put into something, uh, and how much you can actually do in it. So if you're going to apply a lot of energy to something, go and do something about it. It's going to make a difference. So if you actually took the time to go out and do something, then you're going to feel a lot more uh, content about it. You know, well, yes, it's a shit problem. However, I am doing my bit.
0: Yeah, much so like making a conscious decision about yeah where you're directing your energies.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, and you could also argue, I mean, I'm sure we've all come across them, worked with them, probably not had them as friends for very long. However, we can sometimes have friendships out of habit. So you may have a friend who is like this, people who complain mm. all of the time. It's an incredibly low energy friend. And I'm sure you, everyone, most people will have friends who... You spend time with them and you've come away from it feeling exhausted, like, oh, yeah. my God, what was that? Now, that's another form of energy. Um, and that friend has arguably stolen some of yours. I was going to say. Right? Estella, <laughs> yeah. hello. Yeah. Um, they all link. We keep saying it, but they do. Uh, so it's looking at how what is that friend doing to completely drain your energy? And it's often people who complain and moan and complain and moan all of the time or make dramas out of nothing all of the time. Um, People who complain about their relationship, but never do anything about it. For instance, Uh, complain about their job, but never do anything about it. Complain about money, but then never do anything about it. It's just like, what do you want from me?
0: Yeah. 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 Or going over the same things. (laughs) Like me talking about paint (laughs) colours. And on the last podcast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's still
1: going, guys. Relevant every week. (laughs) For the entire series, we touch on paint (laughs) colours. Yeah. Um it's also important to notice when you are being that person.
0: Which I think as you start to notice, just take note and having, you know, learning about it, you start to take note and be more aware of it perhaps in other people then you more probably start to notice it in yourself
1: yes but we we've got to remember that when we get triggered yeah it's usually because uh we see something in someone that we don't like about ourselves yeah. so if you find yourself getting really cross about a friend who complains all the time mm-hmm. you're probably cross about it because you complain all the time yeah potentially about that friend that complains all the time <laughs> <laughs> and then like, why do I keep going back why? Why yeah. do I keep going back? And your friend that you're complaining to about that friend is thinking, "Very good point." <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, it's it's tricky noticing to begin with uh, because I think it is. I don't know if you agree with this. I think it almost seems like an inbuilt thing to complain.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose it, just, it seems that way, doesn't it? I don't. I guess it is.
1: It almost seems instinct. Well, I think it is instinctive. Um, I think it's been like we've evolved to. Um, this is where anxiety comes from. We've evolved to consider uh, all of the worst um, scenarios that could happen in any situation as a life-saving tool. So, yeah. um, man comes out of his cave with his little with his stick spear to go and get himself <laughs> a woolly mammoth. And he needs to assess the scene like, oh, well, it's dark. Is this a great time to go and try and kill a saber toothed tiger or a woolly mammoth? Mm, probably not. So he's assessed that scene, decided it's a bad idea. Uh, daylight comes. OK, well, I've assessed the scene. Might be a good time. It's daylight now. But however, it's really, really windy, which could throw my spear off. And this and that and the other. And we continue to we assess, we analyze, we think of the what ifs and the maybes. But those what ifs and maybes seem to have become into this huge, huge thing where we now hyperanalyse everything. And I don't know. And then does that cause us to then just continually focus and be drawn to the negative instinctively and therefore instinctively we complain more?
0: Are we finding excuses as well, you know, for not perhaps fulfilling what we wanted to do. So is he going out there, this caveman, finding all the excuses of why he hasn't got his dinner? Oh, also so Wooly Mammoth Cybertooth Ta- tooth Tiger, have you been watching Ice Age?
1: I haven't, but I do love oh. that movie. <laughs> no, I just went to Cavemen and I figured that's what they eat. I don't yes. know. They need the woolly mammoth's wool to keep warm. Mm. Um, but that's a good point. So he goes back in and his wife's like, oh, where's the tiger, hun? And he's like, really windy. Like, can you believe the wind? And then his neighbour comes over like, did you go out hunting yesterday? Hell no, the wind. I know. Really bad. And this is where complaining comes from. Do they have neighbours?
0: Do they have neighbours? It must they, be like, a neighbouring like, cave. Like a, like, cliff with like loads of caves and they all to say hi. <laughs> Do they share the woolly mammoth? Obviously, okay. but these are kind of just
1: neighbours from just down the road. Okay, roads. <laughs> okay, fine. Down the stream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gosh, we went down a rabbit hole. I love it. Yeah, Lovely. yeah. Um, but maybe this is where complaining came from as a form of excuses as to why we haven't done something due to our over-analysis of every situation. Yeah, Johnny. I think we've just made huge headway into the human psyche
0: <laughs> if we pro- if we
1: Google it someone's already come up with this stuff and, yeah, yeah
0: I was some thinking oh, probably should look this stuff up might be interesting I feel like Maybe. our speculating is more fun yeah um so every episode we tend to tap touch on how the sabertooth trackist yeah <laughs> paint choices um we touch on how this could be practiced on the mat perhaps can you know can you? Is this a good place to practice Brahmacharya, or not? Absolutely. Um, so
1: let's, I mean, application of energy, right use of energy. When we are on our yoga mat, what do we want our energy to be on? Our body. And our yoga practice. And our mind. And getting the most out of it. Um, and so, uh, well, let's say if you are incredibly distracted, because just got a Tinder match. Mm-hmm. or you know your girlfriend's laying at home ready for you or because you've got a date later I don't know why I'm leaning on the sex thing Oh, again. I've got a it's big pretty... bar of chocolate waiting for me Dawny really wants chocolate and yeah. I clearly want something else today <laughs> <laughs> um if if we're laying there on our mat thinking about what everything else that we've got going on in our life and um as you know Dawn when we do um, when you practice with me at the beginning of class, it is bring yourself to the mat. Mm-hmm. Forget everything else you've got going on, forget yesterday, forget later today, forget whatever, just try and bring yourself and be present on the mat. And that is that focusing your energy in the right place. So your energy isn't far away thinking about something else. Your energy is right there in your practice, in your body. So you can absolutely apply the first three yamas. If you are pre- present, uh, on your mat you can apply your energy into ahimsa non-violence being kind to yourself you can apply your energy to your satya truthfulness are you doing too much am i not doing too much am i chickening out of this am i actually present uh you can think about the stayer and the non-stealing and making sure that you're not stealing someone else's mood by putting them down
0: or bringing them up or whatever it happens to be or stealing your future practice by pushing yourself too far today exactly so you can be incredibly
1: um it is just bringing all of that to all of your energy and all of your focus to your mat to ensure that you're using your energy in the right way
0: the right use of energy is brahmacharya and then so then when you are say in a pose so then we're perhaps using our energy to think about being in that pose rather than pushing that pose to the extreme to keep up with everyone else? Yes,
1: absolutely. The application of energy. Okay, well, where where do I need to apply my energy right now? Well, I need to apply my energy to X, Y, Z muscles. I need to apply my energy to my breath. I need to apply my focus to whatever it happens to be. And it isn't worrying about or comparing yourself to anyone else in the room. It is absolutely keeping yourself within your practice and no comparison uh no judgment no nothing It's just energy where energy needs to be rather than scattered here there and everywhere Mm -hmm. right
0: yeah yeah and that can be taken into any other sort of fitness classes running anything couldn't it really just bringing our energy and choosing ourselves where we want to focus that energy in that session 100%
1: weirdly went on a run last night as I said and because of my weekend of excess um got a massive stitch now I knew I was going to get a stitch we went out with the intention of doing about five miles um I knew I was going to get a stitch because I am not an evening runner due to the fact I get stitches right I'm a morning runner with nothing in my tummy Um, so it was a bold move, knew I'd get one. So the first half of my run, I was incredibly focused on my breath because obviously correct breathing, correct posture decreases your likelihood of getting a stitch. Mm -hmm. And it worked like a dream for a while, but whether my mind went off my running, off my focus or my body was just like, no, here's the stitch you deserve. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've got one hell of a stitch. However, having that stitch completely focused me in because then it was like, right, really focus on your breath. Let's see if going back to really good breath control helps. It kind of did, it kind of didn't. Then it was, right, let's think about the pelvic tilt and started to really think about my um, pelvic floor muscles and my core engagement and the tilt of my hips and focusing on my form, on my running. And then none of this was working. And this stitch was really, really, really getting bitey as they can. But I didn't want to stop. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I then was just like, whatever, pain is temporary. Mm-hmm. Just run, just do whatever it's not going to stop you from running it's just pain um and so then that way I took all my focus to just focusing on every single other element of my run so my foot placement my strike um my hamstring, glute engagement uh my posture my breath everything everything and so it kept me incredibly focused in on that run and what I was doing and due to all of those factors even though I had a shitty stitch probably the best six miles I've ever done just felt easy
0: yeah you were, you were choosing, consciously choosing where you were focusing your energy. And it's something you often remind us of in class as well. Like at the start, you ask us to notice if we feel pain anywhere or discomfort and breathe into it. And that's you know, bringing the energy to that area. Do you do that with massage sometimes? Yeah, we put put more energy into the areas of the body that need it or the the areas of the body that are feeding into the areas that need it it's yeah and you could say I'm passing my energies through I mean that's more going into say like raking but putting my energies through into someone's body but I guess I am I am physically that's physically what I'm doing is pushing and touching and poking and prodding yeah yeah using my energy I, oh. and I almost
1: think that your your touch it brings the person's focus and energy to that area.
0: Yeah. Well, it is a lot about the proprioception. That's a lot to do with, with massage. And and a lot of things in life is, is the proprioception, like the the kinesiology tape you see on people like stuck on them. It's about tapping into your body and, and your brain. So that brings a proprioception, your body and your brain becomes aware that that's there and the brain will send energy and healing and whatever is needed to that area it's just making you aware of that area Um, that's just you know using an an external prompt to to get your body's energies to the areas Mm. whereas we you know we're talking about focus using our own our own prompt and becoming aware of it ourselves yeah yeah absolutely
1: it's it's so relevant and i think uh, uh i think with yoga especially with I mean, people switch off a little bit when you start talking about energy. Like, where do you feel higher al- amounts of energy right now? Or how is your, e- how are your energy levels? Or if you start talking about that stuff, people are like, oh, whatever, woohoo. Um, and don't really take it as something that is applicable or serious. It's just airy fairy woohoo stuff. Um, I don't care about my chi or my prana. I just want to come stretch. And whereas actually having the correct energy going into a class can be an incredibly powerful thing
0: I'd for a long time I suppose that 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 saying focus like what was the saying you said Um, focus on where do you feel the energies or yeah it's something I'd heard and I think when I first started yoga I yeah was there for the stretching and the exercise and stuff um and I guess sort of zone out whenever I heard things like that but now after you've done a specific stretch you can then lay back in savasana and when you you get prompted to think about where your energies are you, you do you do feel it you feel the area that's just worked it does feel more energized you've just you've opened up and that's both the yogic opening up the channels for your prana to flow through but it's also in a physical sense like we have then opened up and encouraged our circulation and our all our bodily systems to be flowing better so it does work in both a you know a spiritual thought process as well as scientifically yeah absolutely i mean it's just
1: a higher amount of blood flow if blood flow isn't energy i'm not quite sure what is
0: yeah exactly because it's exactly what it is yeah exactly what it is (laughs) um so how can we start practicing this off the mat and bringing it into our everyday lives? So we've just talked about how we can make it work in
1: actual yoga on our mat. And I think that's really evident and easy. You walk into a yoga class, right, I'm gonna put my energy into this. So I would perhaps look at blocking our day. So Mm -hmm. when you go into a situation, it has almost got a label of, right, this is a yoga class, so I'm going to focus on my yoga. This is work, therefore I'm going to focus on my work. This is time with my partner, therefore I'm going to focus on my partner. Um, and it's it's drawing our attention to what we're actually doing, rather than spreading our energy here, there and everywhere, going to work, but then also being on social media, also listening to a podcast, highly recommend that, by the way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, You know, having 66 tabs open on your laptop, half online shopping, half working, you know, it's, and then on the phone, chatting to your friends on WhatsApp, while scrolling Instagram, you know, your, your energy is completely and utterly dispersed enough and, and everything perishes your texts to your friends are full of typos and you're probably going to get yourself into trouble because of it you've missed full stop um you accidentally put two of something in your basket or you pick the wrong size so your online shopping gone awry uh your work is definitely not happening to the highest level that could uh, happen to and you're not getting most of the podcasts that you're trying to learn from or listen to uh because your brain is so scattered everywhere else whereas if you focus your attention on one of those things That one thing is going to get a lot more. You're going to get a lot more from that one thing.
0: So we want to think about how we can always train our mind to just think about one thing at once.
1: Yes. Meditation. Every single week we've said it, haven't we? We have. We have. We we must practice our mindfulness meditation to uh, help our brains notice the distraction and then allow ourselves to come back to whatever we're trying to focus on, whether that be work, talking to a friend listening to a podcast whatever it happens to be um so that's one way of perhaps tackling this but also I am actually a big fan when it comes to brahmacharya of getting pen to paper okay and uh actually mm, taking stock of life and realizing
0: what's going well in your life and what's not going well in your life so we're talking journaling Eventually, or just just, just, iPad, just just a notepad just just a
1: one off yeah one off thing if you're feeling really scattered and like you've got no di- direction or you feel like you could, you want or have the, the capability to get so much more from your life but you're feeling like it's just not happening then a really really great way to look at things is right what is actually flourishing in my life and doing well right now what isn't because there is always a direct correlation to whatever is going well in your life That's where your energy is. Mm -hmm. What is going badly in your life will be where you are neglecting. So let's say, for instance, you feel your entire life has gone to shit. It's because your energy will be
0: focusing on how your entire life has gone to shit. (laughs) So we're just focusing on the fact that it has, not looking at why or how we can fix it. Exactly. Um, People who complain a lot, will feel like they are incredibly
1: hard done by. That, oh, everything bad happens to me. Me, 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 me. It's so terrible. And then those people will just judge that they have the worst lives ever, even though they have an incredibly loving girlfriend, um, a kid that adores them that they adore, uh, and they have a job. Yeah. And a roof over their head. I mean, really? How bad can it be if you have that? Yeah. You know, um, they're choosing to focus on the negatives instead um so whereas uh for instance i know for a fact when i absolutely focus on work really hone in and get done what i want to get done work flourishes and it always 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 pays off and it's wonderful because i know that if i then take a little um a little off the gas and just chill for a bit Mm -hmm. is fine because I now know to expect that it doesn't matter that things lull a little bit because the effort level isn't there right now, but I'm at peace with that because I know as soon as I push it pays off. Yeah. Um, And it's I mean, it's the same with this podcast, isn't it, Dawny? What we talked about it months and months ago.
0: Yeah. Months of a year.
1: Yeah. Um, Whereas it was like, right, we have to this done we want to do it why aren't we doing it yeah and so
0: boom we got it done as soon as we decided we're doing this the energy went there yeah and it happens as soon as we start the energy starts going and you start getting excited and yeah thinking about that and another useful thing when it comes to writing down and thinking about energy is I, i don't know if you're like me but sometimes my mind is all over the place and i can't focus on what i'm trying to do because i'm literally wasting energy worrying about all the other things so I then will sit and write a list. I'll either write a list of like what I need to do or what's worrying me. Usually it's just what I need to do. But if I write it all down, it gets it out of my head. So I can then use my energy to focus on what I'm doing first. Yes. Otherwise Perfect. I'm trying to do the first thing on my to-do list while I'm still mentally writing the to-do list in my head and thinking about all the other things. Absolutely. So with the with the writing
1: down, the first thing I would do is write a things that are, adding energy to my life that are making me feel good Mm -hmm. things that are draining me and removing energy so that's a really great way to start and you can go quite broad or you can go quite small so you could be like my relationships plural build me up my job drains me we could flip that or we could go more specific my boyfriend makes me happy my friendship with x is draining me and so on and so forth um so you can make it smaller you can make it broader depending where you're at with if you really need to go broad like wait a minute I'm feeling like the negative things in my life are draining me but let's sit down what is actually draining me what are the negatives or the things that I don't like right now
0: okay oh and we could go as specific as going to the supermarket drains me
1: (laughs) How how do
0: we resolve that okay we do online shopping or for me constantly my constant struggle of I want a new website trying to do it myself and it was then just draining me
1: absolutely it, gosh yeah. the battles the battles
0: yeah, yeah. they making the um, decision do you know what? I'm outsourcing this to someone who can do it better yeah let's just do it and instantly your energy level rose oh, the whole thing I feel so much better about it I am excited for it and B I feel like a sense of relief that I'm not trying to do it myself
1: yeah, exactly. Whereas I'm like, build a website. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Um, yeah. And it's
1: It's noticing what drains you and what can you change. Whereas if you notice that something's draining you and you choose not to do anything about it, what you have to accept is that's a choice. Yeah. And you have chosen to sit in that. And therefore your energy will be not like negatively affected because of it. You'll find yourself uh, feeling more down you'll find yourself feeling more stressed. You'll find yourself complaining to friends. You'll generally find that the outward energy you have is going to be affected. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you start to really take stock of, right, what's actually bringing me down? What's stressing me out? What what is draining me from my positive energies right now? And then instantly step on just changing them. Thinking about changing them can even increase your energy and make you feel better about it because you're moving forward. Yeah. Whereas it's often the same still, that's the most painful part.
0: I think it's so beneficial to write down the things that do make you happy and bring you energy in life. And how could you do more of them? Like little things like going for a walkout in the countryside doesn't just, it just brings everyone energy. You know, a, we're getting some vitamin D if it's a sunny day. I mean, we're still probably getting it even on a dull day. So that's giving us actual physical energy, but it's um, yeah. Does it bring you energy? If so, why aren't you doing it every day? Yeah just a bit or as much as
1: you possibly can, because, you know, everything you access,
0: Yeah,
1: it's incredibly powerful to start looking at what brings you up, what brings you down. And then also from this, it is that right use of energy. Okay, so my energy at the moment is constantly on the fact that my house isn't clean and tidy, on the news, on COVID, on um, things that are out of my control. Whereas, but also I want to start a business. But nothing's happening there, and I'm really struggling. Well, let's look at that and see okay, well, my energy is all here, and that's not serving me in its best way. Whereas, actually, if I took my energy and stopped worrying about those things I can't control or the really small things that actually doesn't really matter, get a cleaner um, when we're allowed. Are we allowed a cleaner?
0: Possibly. Don't
1: Possibly. Know. Um, uh, out of COVID, that is not going to make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> someone comes back to this in a year (laughs) why are they discussing that gosh i miss a cleaner Uh, yes yeah i mean i just said that and then what if we're still in it in a year (laughs) limit hope not (laughs) no we're not focusing our energy there so we notice what's draining our energy we can look to change it but also again pen to paper where do you want your energy to be because you know you know deep in your soul you know that when you focus on something good things happen um and so if you want to create something start focusing on creating it if you want to lose x amount of weight or run a certain distance start focusing on it make that's where your energy goes to the right use of energy and you will create something
0: amazing or do something amazing
1: because your energy is on the right thing at last
0: do we need to touch on things like, so conserving energy and, or excess, or is that a uh, further yama or niyama?
1: Austerity is tapas. So yeah, it's more there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember what one it was.
0: What were you telling to fuck off? The internet. Oh. <laughs> okay. So that's something we'll touch on next time. Not next time. It will be in oh, one at of the Yamas. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. cool. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yes. But uh, no, next time we have aprigaha. Another one I'm not going to try and say. <laughs> You've got a whole week to practice. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is generosity.
0: Okay. I think we're done. Yeah, I was going to say, should we round this up? Yeah. Um, so that's been our Brahmacharya. Yes, you said did it, I say right. it right. Yeah. You did. <laughs> Those things, oh, they get harder and harder, I swear. Um, next week's going to be even harder to pronounce. So, yeah, we've talked about a lot about energy, where it's good, where it's bad. Focusing. Yes. So focusing, the ultimate goal is to make conscious decisions of where we focus our energy. Yeah. And I think accepting and realizing that
1: we are actually in control of that. Yeah. And not allowing external sources to affect our energy in any way. Like we, um, who said it? Uh, no one can make you feel anything it's up to you oh I don't know so that's
0: yeah very Um, relevant and true
1: that's so seriously power phrasing but essentially it is no one can make you feel anything it is always your choice on how you react or respond to a situation Um, and it's always the most yogic path would be to react or respond to anything with love compassion and kindness
0: not only towards the other person but towards yourself um yeah so i'm going to spend the next week making note of where i expend energy mm-hmm. i might even practice writing down the things that give me energy and the things that drain me of energy yeah that's a nice idea yeah. nice to start. see looking at what's flourishing in your
1: life is always a good way to start because and remember to focus on the um The positives don't just be like, oh, I'm really rubbish. All my energy is going into all the bad things. This is where gratitudes have such a big impact, isn't it? Because it trains our brain to focus on the positive rather than focusing on the negative. That's how ingrained it is we are to focus against on, on all the negative stuff in our life. We actually have to sit and practice our gratitudes. What am I actually grateful for? Because you can't be miserable when feeling gratitude.
0: They have been one of my most, the most powerful things to me in being happy and positive and accepting of situations that are beyond my control is gratitude. So when we did a happiness workshop with Mindspan. Oh, amazing. And Gavin went into the fact that he doesn't journal anything other than gratitudes. And I don't, I've never got into the habit of journaling, but I have got into the habit of thinking in a gratitude way. Mm -hmm. Whenever there's anything bad, I'm looking for the positives and how I can also be grateful.
1: Yeah, and I think some people find that weird or they think it's uh, naive to be optimistic the whole time. Yeah, but I,
0: I think it's. I think you can me. be.
1: Yeah, I think we can be incredibly realistic yet optimistic or positive. You can see that this is a really negative, bad situation. COVID, perfect example. But I am choosing not to let this overwhelm me and bring me down. I am choosing to focus on what we can create and build in this time, what we can do with this time. I mean, so many people were given the gift of time. Yes. How much of our lives do we spend complaining we don't have enough time? Yeah. And then everyone was given this gift of time. Not everyone, but a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then choose to focus on all the negative and the news and the COVID stuff rather than, well, okay,
0: it's out of my control. What can I do? Mm. I know and one personal to me is, um, say my mum's cancer and, you know, you instantly think cancer really bad, awful, awful. But I instantly looked at it as so many people are going to get cancer in their lives anyway. She's been so fortunate and la- lucky that she's really got it small and minor and the prognosis is brilliant. And that was my focus. That was my focus even to her when I could see the wavering fear about the diagnosis was, you know, if one in two or one in three, I can't remember the exact statistic, people are going to get it anyway. Thank you, lucky stars. You've got this one.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, and that's how I've looked at it through the whole thing. There's, you know, obviously waivers of worry, but it's just look at the positives, you know.
1: Yeah. And I you mean, mean, your mum has be been amazing through this as well, yeah. hasn't she? Like, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, so it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And there's no point dwelling on the negative. That's not going to get someone better. We, Mm-mm. You know,
1: you can be realistic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not drag everyone down and not
1: uh sit and wallow whereas if your ne- yeah. energy was constantly low and you were miserable and blah blah yeah. blah when you speak to your mum who at this point she doesn't need people low around her she needs good. people with high energy and yeah. feeling good they don't want she doesn't want constant oh I'm so sorry mum yeah and as if she was on a deathbed yeah Yeah, that's not what she needs. She needs the high level of energy and the positivity and the what can we learn from this? What can we take from this? Yes, it's real. We will do this, 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 this incredibly realistic, pragmatic approaches. However, we are not going to let this
0: uh, drag us down. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's
0: uh, really... Yeah. I watched there was a documentary the other night uh, about COVID and people I think it was people that perhaps there was a program earlier on in the pandemic and now this is a follow-up but there was this old man who was in hospital with COVID and things were not looking good and I think it was fairly early on they managed to get permission to bring his wife in and things turned around. He was just not there. He was they were struggling and he obviously just had nothing he wasn't giving anything his body was not giving anything because his mind was not giving anything because there was no positivity and they let his wife go in and see him and they go on to say at the end of the program that the doctor's of saying I think you saved him because you brought some happiness and you brought a reason and it's just it's incredible isn't it,
1: oh, it don't, is. don't cry <laughs> I cry.
0: Cry, you're crying <laughs>
1: um but it is there's that whole um belief that i think there's actually case studies where people have done it the absolute power of mind over matter and people have healed themselves yeah. from all sorts of things just mind over matter yeah. we are not going into that today because i do no. not know enough about it no. But <laughs> We're it's <not> doctors. Meaning... <laughs> no um but i think there's a there's a whole a whole study a whole we could probably do a whole another podcast on it, Dorney, mm-hmm. about mind over matter and actually healing yourself through the, through positivity. Um, but not today, no. I think we are we're done on Brahmacharya. Brahmacharya. I nearly saved you yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for this week, and next week we'll be back with our
1: fifth yama yes so after this is the last of the Yamas. so remember these are our social um guidelines um whereas we now move uh, so next week is the last one and then the week after that we look at the niyamas which is our personal guidelines so the things that we need to practice for self growth and development um so it's good It'll remember your your brahmacharya and everything we've done so far is so you have a better standing in society
0: so don't moan (laughs) (laughs) lovely people like you well thank you all for listening to our fourth episode can't believe we're on number four already um if you've enjoyed it please do remember to subscribe to the podcast to like it to share it to review it we are also on youtube we
1: are on itunes We are on um, ACAST. They're probably the three big ones, but you can always just go to yogalifepodcast.com and it's right there on the episode page each and every time. Um, And you can also subscribe to our newsletter if you'd like to keep up to date with anything.
0: Yeah, and if you have any comments about today's podcast or last week's or just anything in general, let us know. Uh, Might be something we might talk about in the future
1: absolutely and also remember if you have suggested to your partner that you're going to have a month of sex to make your relationship stronger we want to hear about it (laughs) and don't blame us if it goes wrong absolutely not (laughs) on us caveat right there um if you want to do yoga with me head to alexhealthyoga.com um you can do drop-in lesson sessions it's all online so wherever you are in the world all the information is there and i would love 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 to see you in class drop me an email tell me that you're coming to to the class because of the podcast i would love to know follow us on instagram if you want to Yoga Life podcast i think that's it is it yeah i think so
0: awesome so awesome. we will talk again next week
1: have a good one